Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Secret Golf. It's the Secret Golf Podcast and I'm Diane Knox. Hello, thank you for listening. I hope you're having a good week and looking forward to, well, what is the final event of the fall season? We still have the Hero World Challenge, Tigers event in the Bahamas coming up, the Shark Shootout in Naples and the President's Cup. But this week it's the RSM Classic in Sea Island, Georgia. Such a beautiful part of the country and I'm going to be heading up there um, tomorrow and for the weekend to watch some golf and yeah, lovely. Perfect temperature, sunshine, right on the water. I'm going to see Cole Swindell doing his country concert on Saturday night, <laughs> so I don't actually know what I'm more excited about. Last week it was the Mayakoba Golf Classic and Pat Perez getting a top 10 finish. He was T8 and um, that got him 200 $10,600 and 80 FedEx Cup points and um, Pat Perez now taking like seven weeks off before he'll go to Hawaii for the Sony Open. Yeah, I mean that's a good thing at least the guys that aren't playing in the three events that I just mentioned they do get a good break and yeah can get all refreshed for the start of the year. I'm sure somebody that is looking to take a break is um, Brendan Todd but it's not happening this week. So Brendan Todd won the Bermuda Championship just a couple of weeks ago. It was the alternate event at the same time as the WGC in China. And huge win for Brendan because he had not been playing well for like three years. He developed the full swing yips. He'd I think he'd only made like four cuts or something in three years. He started working with Bradley Hughes, who's one of the secret golf coaches, and... Well, something clicked. So he got that win, his second all-time PGA Tour victory, and then went back to back by following it up in Mayakoba. Unbelievable and just so great to watch. I love a story anyway, and right now there's no better story than this. Brendan is playing this week in the RSM Classic because he's from Georgia. And also he won the SEC Championship here before. In Sea Island. So it's a course that he's won on before. And uh, why wouldn't he be going for three in a row? On the podcast today, I am talking once again to Bradley Hughes. Now, it's a little bit of a shorter podcast today. And I had Bradley on a few weeks ago. So if you want to really get into the relationship between him and Brendan and how they identified this shot, the bad shot, and went about fixing it, then you can listen back to that podcast just after he won the Bermuda Championship. But I thought, well, I had to catch up with Bradley because it's just an amazing thing to talk about. Bradley and I spoke from Sea Island. He was there working with his guys, um, well, mainly Brendan. And we talked on Wednesday morning. Now, this was right before the President's Cup announcement was made about Brooks Kepka withdrawing and Ricky Fowler replacing him. And there had been a little bit of chat that Brendan's name was in the mix. I was going to edit some of this out, but I thought, nah, like it's good chat. 
And, um, you know, as Bradley says, it was a bit of a long shot in the first place, but still very cool that after everything that Brendan Todd went through, that his name was even being considered for something like the President's Cup team. So anyway, we're going to talk about the RSM Classic in a little while. But right now, this is Secret Golf coach Bradley Hughes talking about Brendan Todd's win at Mayakoba. Yeah, it's unreal, isn't it? Like... Uh... <laughs> To be where he was and now where he is, it's uh, you know, they're even talking possible President's Cup if Brooks kept can play out. So who would have dreamt that a few weeks back? It's funny because we obviously, we spoke on the podcast a couple of weeks ago and I was listening back to bits of it yesterday and there was a story that you told that you and Brendan met for lunch in Georgia in April and you'd been working together that day and he said to you, oh, you know, I'm going to win again. And you were like, of course you are, I have no doubt. But that confidence, I mean, it's like a, a fairy tale story for him to win six months after that conversation. But then to go back to back, I mean... I'm not saying that his life has changed over the past couple of weeks, but in a lot of ways it has. Yeah, I mean, it's he didn't tell me he was going to win twice, though, did he? <laughs> but, but that's, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was always confident. I never saw him in the doldrums talking about, you know, poor me or anything. He, he always felt that because he had won at every level, you know, as a junior, he's really good. At college, he, he won a bunch of tournaments and made All-Americans and won on the Corn Ferry and the PGA, so... I don't think he had any doubt that if he had the opportunity that he would take it when it came and obviously has. He's, he's finished out both those tournaments really well. I mean, Bermuda, he, he polished them off quickly. And I think last week, I, I spoke to him. I've seen him yesterday. I'm going to work with him today as well. But last week, he felt more nervous because obviously it was a, a backup thing that he had to, to go do it again. You know, people were talking that he was going to win again and, you know, just from one one event, really. So I think he felt a bit more pressure, but he closed it out really well. You know, he he said that he played really well, put a lot of pressure on the other guys because he just kept hitting good shots. So mm-hmm. he knew he was going to make some birdies, and they had to really try and outplay him. And in the end, it was a one shot win with a nice little putt on the last, and you could yeah. see the emotion come out. It was great. That up and down on eighteen was huge because, as you say. Okay, he's won before, so winning in Bermuda was his second win. But a lot of people talk about the fact that that follow-up win is always the hardest. And I guess when there's been so much time between your first win and then getting that second, after everything that Brendan's been through and it's been very well documented. But I'm sure he did feel the pressure to back it up at some point, to do it immediately, and to be in that position on the Sunday. I mean, that shows nerves of steel. Absolutely. And, you know, I think... I think it was good, you know, I'm sure they would have liked to have played out all 36 on Sunday, but I didn't think that was ever an option. So mm-hmm. I think it was great that he got his shot on the green on 15 on Sunday evening. And I basically thought he was going to make that putt first putt out of the day on, on Monday morning. And, and he did, and that ended up being the, the crucial shot at the end, really. It gave him that nice cushion and confidence straight out of the gate there. Mm-hmm. Did you talk to him at all over the course of the four days? Not at all. No, we don't really speak that much during I the week. It. I just let him do his thing, <laughs> unless he uh, unless he's having some issues. But obviously, his game's in a good spot, and his brains and confidence is in a good spot. So mm-hmm. now I just let the horse let the horse run. And as you say, now there's talk about Presidents Cup. If Kepka doesn't play, who would have imagined six, seven months ago? Who would have imagined one month ago <laughs> that? 
Brendan Todd's name would be in the mix. Yeah, he wouldn't. But, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure it's still a long shot. There's other guys that have performed consistently well. But if you're going to take the hot guy, he's the hot guy. So it wouldn't be the worst pick in the world. And if I went there with him, I played Royal Melbourne more than anyone. I know that course probably better than anyone on any team. So I don't want to be a trader, but he's my man. So I'd like to help him, give him some ideas around there if it did come to that. Well, what a situation that would be for you. You're right. <laughs> well, I played on the first President's Cup team and I want the internationals to win, but obviously if he got on, that'd be awesome for him and, and for me. Mm-hmm. So spending time with him this week, I also think it's great the fact that um, this is the RSM Classic in Sea Island and it's kind of like the final event of the PGA Tour season. Yeah, we have like the Hero World Challenge and um, the Shark Shootout and of course the President's Cup to come. But he may have taken the week off, but nope, he was straight back to work and wanted to close out the season properly. Yeah, he can have a break after this, but he's had success here actually. He won the SEC Championship round here. They used to play that round this course. So he knows the course well. He's won here and he um and he's from Georgia. So there was never any intention of, of not being here. Mm-hmm. So just keep keep going and, and see what happens. You can have a break after this one. But while you're hot, you got to keep going. You really do. And there's all this talk I saw on Twitter that, oh, wow, it could be three in a row. And the last person to do that was Tiger Woods. But we know now that <laughs> the, all that pressure, it doesn't really... He seems to be dealing great with all the pressure that's coming his way. Yeah, he was comfortable yesterday. He felt he looked really good. We didn't do much work yesterday. He just did a um, just a little chip and putt around and just walked around a couple of holes, not really hitting any shots. So we're going to hit a few on the range in a little bit and then go watch him play some pro-am. I think it's good. You know, in, I'm sure you know there's t- turmoil when you win a tournament. There's mm-hmm. all the interviews and all the press and meet the volunteers and a lot of stuff going on, so it was probably good for him to just have a slight day off there and slowly build up again today. I'm, I'm hoping he's going to have a good good week. We're actually going to try and work on him trying to get a draw into his driver today. He's okay. been really comfortable hitting the, the cut shot, which was important around that course with all the, the mangrove trees and the tight fairways. He just felt he could hit a cut all day, but he sort of feels he's he wants to be able to try and draw it off the tee again and sort of doesn't feel that's in the in the game just based on hitting so many cut shots last week. So that's what we're going to work on today and probably need it around this course. It's a little bit longer, a lot of crosswinds and shaping holes. So we're going to work on that and see how he goes. Now, Brendan wears CBD oil. It's a CBD logo from a company on his hat. Have you spoken to him about CBD and how that's kind of helped keep him calm in these situations? Well, he only wears the hat. He doesn't take the... He doesn't really? take the product, so okay. it's actually a, a, a company from his hometown there in Athens that he he knew the people, and I think he invested in it because he thinks there's a good future in it, and he's heard the benefits of it, but he doesn't actually take it. Imagine how docile and calm he would be if he did. <laughs> that is so funny. That's really interesting because there's so much talk about CBD gum, and when Tiger and Phil were chewing the gum, people were asking, "That's right, yeah, I remember that." Here? So it's definitely something that, and you're seeing more and more sponsorship in golf from CBD oil companies, but that's really interesting because I thought that, wow, he must love the CBD if he's this calm and chilled out on the course. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, it's a business thing for him and, and friends from his area. And he, he just, you know, did his homework and thought, you know, it's going to be a thing of the future. And he wanted to get involved in it. So he, he wears the hat to, to help the business. Wow. 
there's been so much talk about you over the past couple of weeks as well. You've got all this uh, this new level of fame that's coming your way, Bradley. Everyone's talking about you being the super coach now. But how's it been for you? Because, you know, obviously we know you very well here and you're just like the most chilled, level, easygoing guy. But how's it been with kind of this increased attention, I guess, and people asking you so many questions about what you did to help Brendan get back to winning ways? Well, it's been fun. I think it's um, I think it's validation for all the work I put into my coaching that um, you know, to be able to help Brendan where he was, and you know, he he'd done a lot of work with other people and wasn't able to break out of it, and then I was able to come up with a formula that allowed him to help get where he is right now. So. That's great for me. Um, obviously, when you have a tour play and they do well, then uh, people start looking. So mm-hmm. I'm sure there's going to be something down the road here with a few other guys, but I don't want to get crazy on it all. You know, you can't coach everyone, maybe you can't work with everyone. So I've got to pick and choose what happens in the future. But it's a great opportunity for me, keep me busy. And, and you know, it's just nice. I know a lot of people have been asking Brendan questions and things like that. And he, obviously points a lot of his improvement in my direction so it's been it's been really great and I've sold a million ebooks in the last two weeks really every time I look at my phone there's like a, a PayPal thing pop up that I'm I'm gonna say four or five hundred five hundred easy in the last week and a half so it's really? been it's been cool that that was sort of the book that started it all for him and got our relationship going so He's helped me in a lot of ways and I've helped him in some ways too. So it's been a, a great thing so far. That is amazing. That's so good to hear. And um, you're going to be leaving Sea Island. I'm not going to see you because I'm going to head up kind of uh, towards the weekend and over the weekend. But what's it like up there? The, the course, well, it's over two courses, the RSM Classic, but it's such a beautiful part of the country. Yeah, it is. And they've um, actually, we did a filming here. Me and Elk did a secret golf filming down here on the range a couple of years ago. So I know the area. We went out and played some holes afterwards with another secret golf guy, Patton Kazire. And the course is great. Uh, the seaside course is the main course where they play on the weekend. And the plantation course is one of the courses they use the first two days. They swap over one round at each. And the plantation course, I walked around yesterday with Cameron Percy, and it's um, it's it's a quite a good course. Most courses that have two venues, one of them's a little bit, you know, lackluster compared to the other but the plantation course they've renovated it and redone it up and fixed it up a a lot and made it challenging and it's actually a really good course so Mm -hmm. it won't be a pushover I know a lot of people probably do most of their work on the seaside because that's where they're going to play three out of the four rounds but you don't want to trip up on the other one because it's a it's a good track just because of the daylight saving and the little bit cooler mornings they just do two courses, push the tee times back, and then on the weekend they've got the cut so they can get it around no problem. Yeah, that's pretty nice. And have you been doing work with uh, Russell up there this week? I haven't seen Russell yet. I'm not sure. He's probably just cruising in today for the Pro-Am. But yeah. we'll chat up and see how he's at. I think he's been playing pretty good. So I'm sure he's got no worries and it could be a good week for him. It's a little bit cooler, a little bit Scottish weather. Needs to get his tartans out make it really official like the hilton head one where they wear the tartans and he plays well there so i feel tell him to for his dress sense you need to give him some info yeah wow and i'm sure he will take any advice i give him and throw it away (laughs) 
Good. Well, thank you so much for talking again. And I mean, three in a row, it's, um, it's definitely not out of the realms of possibility this week for Brendan Todd. No, I don't think so. We'll uh, get a little bit of work in today and his confidence level's high. We're not going to really change much. Like I said, just going to try and get him to unshape that left to right drive and maybe be able to move it the other way as well. And mm-hmm. his irons are great and he chips and putts fantastic. So confidence breeds confidence and you never know, maybe three in a row and catch Tiger as the next guy to win three in a row like he did and then put another little question mark around what happens if Kepka doesn't get to go in uh, Royal Melbourne. Exactly. That's exciting. I was talking to Russell about Brendan actually after he won in Bermuda and Russell said, you know, fine, okay, there was all this issue that he had this like weird shot and he had the yips for his full swing, but Russell's like, he's always been so good around the greens. Like his chipping, his putting, he's always been good. So that probably saved him for a long time. And then he figured this out and he was just like a machine. Yeah, well, it helps. I mean, obviously, when you're not playing well, you you got to have a good short game to mm-hmm. at least contend to make a cut and something like that. So, yeah, he hadn't lost that, and you could see that, you know, there was no fear on that last up and down. He just mm-hmm. put it up there like it was a Thursday competition at home and got it up and down for his $1.8 million in the last two weeks that he's made. So it's a big, <laughs> big turnaround money-wise as well as, you know, getting those two wins in quick fashion. Again, life-changing. Like, 1.8 million, that is going to change your life in some way. Yes. <laughs> I'm a bit jealous. I didn't get to play for that money when I was out here, but good on him. That's great. And I'm I'm just happy to be a part of it and put him in that opportunity, and he took it. Very cool. I love it. So happy for... Bradley, obviously, so happy for Brendan Todd, and it's just a good story. It's the the golf story right now, and Bradley is right. Like when you're hot, you keep going. So who knows what's going to happen for him this week? So as I said at the start, it's the RSM Classic in Sea Island over two courses this week: the Seaside Course and the Plantation Course, newly renovated by well Davis Love the Third and his team. We have ten of our secret golfers in the field this week. Bronson Burgoon, Jason Duffner, Rian Gibson, Brian Harmon, JJ Henry, Patton Kazire, Russell Knox, Andrew Landry, JT Poston, and Chris Stroud. It's a home tournament for Harmon, Kazire, and Poston, who all live just a couple of minutes from the golf course. And well, we've had some good secret golf success here before. Uh, top 10, a T9 for Jason Duffner in 2015. 2016, Chris Stroud finished T13. In 2017, Brian Harmon and Andrew Landry, both T4. And then last year, Patton Kazire finishing T15. So we'll be following all of the guys over our secret golf social media for the next four days. Also, the SG Tour Golf Gaming app is up and running. You're too late to enter into the tournament long four ball, but don't forget you can play one day games. So we have for Friday, packing day. Then once the cut is made, you can enter into a moving day game for Saturday and a closing day on Sunday. Now you can set up a private game 
invite your friends, play against them, or you can take part in some of our public games that are running as well. Just make sure you have the SG Tour app from the App Store. Set up your PayPal account so if you're not going to do one of the free games and you want to have a little bit of money on the line, then you can get that going and, uh, and pick your four-ball team. I feel quite confident in my four-ball team this week. <laughs> Just saying. But... Yeah, I mean, you can go on the app and see. I'm taking part in one of Elk's games. It's Elk's last game of the year. Great title. So, um, yeah, but good luck. Thank you very much for listening to the Secret Golf Podcast this week. And we'll be back with another one next week with the President's Cup counting down. We've got all of that to talk about around Royal Melbourne and when Elk was part of the international team's win there. And with the shark shootout coming up last year, it was Patton and Brian who won. And we have, well, them playing again, the team and JT Poston and Jason Kokrak. So, yeah, still lots to look forward to, even though the golf's starting to slow down. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back soon. <laughs>